Last one? <laughs> do we want to do one more? Or? Doesn't matter to me. I, I totally can, but I shouldn't be the deciding vote because it's two hours later over where you guys are. I clicked it. All right. We're doing it. one more. One. This is the last game. Is, Win or lose. This is the one. This is the one. If DJ needs to get his fix of winning the last match, oh. then he'll have to keep playing while we record. Yeah, yeah, we're going to just put this out as an episode. Yeah. <laughs> the commentary. It's just us going, hey now, hey now. <laughs> they Time put a wall serious. between us. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 41 and my name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John Hines. Hello. Welcome back, Randall. We oh, miss you for you. a couple of weeks uh, polishing off those uh, those exams. How'd everything go on that front? Passed all those bitches, so I'm good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Feeling good Beautiful. about life. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, uh, you know, we carried the torch for you for a little bit with the retro games for a couple of weeks and now we're... Uh, back in full force to uh talk about some video games and i guess th- we can get right into talking about uh an experience that we all had that i guess i've kind of i don't teased might not be quite the right word but i know when i was talking about like no man's sky and when we talked about race the sun and when we talked about there's there's been a handful of other games super that hot. we've super hot yeah and that we've talked about uh playing in vr like as i was playing them nice. just like man this would be a really cool experience in vr and uh dj uh Kind of just, I don't know if there's any really rhyme or reason to why other than you were well, just suggesting it. Well, yeah, I go to this one like theater in the city and it's it's in this mall that has the like, weirdest mall. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it feels like the theater's the only thing that like gets any action. And then it, like it's what keeps the mall in business. Say, what's a normal wager. mall at this point, though, honestly? That's true. <laughs> fair yeah, point. fair point. There's, there's the for theater. As, and for then, as long as I've been in this mall, there's only been the landmark theater, which is at the top floor. Yeah. And, and then, then there's the axe throwing in the basement. <laughs> that was not there. This is a new thing. Was oh. It was always like for the longest time, there was like a CVS in the basement or not the basement, but like on the ground level and then like a Victoria's Secret. And then you would go up like this winding staircase or take an elevator, but like up to like the seventh or eighth floor to get to the theater. But I uh, take but there's nothing yeah it's fun to kind of walk up the staircase but there's not really any there's like maybe their offices or i I don't really know what's going on in this empty storefronts yeah because it's a mall in 2020 exactly (laughs) but the theater it's a great theater because they show a lot of like the the big movies that come out obviously but they show a lot of like indie films and that's kind of one of the few theaters in the city that consistently get the bigger yeah it's like the only place that showed stuff like her or whatever yeah Yeah, i I remember seeing boyhood there yeah yeah, oh nice right um so you know i'm i'm a lazy boy so i (laughs) when i go to this theater i want to get my steps in so i take the winding staircase (laughs) um so uh i guess there's the i noticed that there's a vr lounge there and none of us had done vr before uh, and I, I looked it up and was just like, oh, this is reasonably priced. We should just get a group and check this out. They've got like over 50 games. Ooh. Um, seemed like they had like the, the popular titles, like some know. of the few like Beat Saber, Super Hot. Yeah. Um, just like I, I Beat Saber is always the first game that kind of comes to mind when, yeah. when I think of VR. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we got a we we rented ourselves a couple rooms, and it was what it was like. We rented. We ended up having a few more people than we thought we were gonna have. So we rented two rooms for an hour, and I think it was like a hundred and thirty-five bucks or something total. Less less than twenty bucks a person. Yeah, it was like fifteen to twenty each, which is again like I mean we did play in short bursts and we were passing around the headset, but everybody else can watch on the TV what's going on. That's cool. Um. But it would be, I mean, if, if you, I, it'd be kind of weird to go there by yourself, but I mean, you could, you could get in I've a solid experience <laughs> in within an hour. It, it would be pretty cool. So yeah, we least try yeah, it out. So we, uh, so we, you were in a different room than me because we, we yeah. split up for most of it. I was bouncing around a little, but yeah, me and John and I and our friend Jacqueline were mostly in like the kind of main room that wasn't in a separate room. Mm-hmm. And then you guys were kind of in a separate room like private room. private room, right yeah but i think we were playing a lot of the same stuff yes like we did we did beat saber um which if, if you're not familiar it's kind of like a essentially like guitar hero except you're playing with like lightsabers that are it, it's kind of it it's a rhythm game yeah it's a rhythm right. game and like it's it, it's set up like guitar hero or rock band where like the notes or whatever are kind of f- f- coming towards you right and like they're just like these blocks that are either on your left or your right and they're colored blue or green or maybe they're different colors i don't know but it's you have to use either your blue or green saber to slash through them and there's like an arrow that will you know left or right it'll kind of show you the direction you have to slash through that block in is there but feedback a- when you do it properly is it, or do they like vibrate or anything there so i played it the first time and i didn't realize like there wasn't really like an instruction screen or anything like yeah. we just do- dove straight into yeah the we game. didn't play a tutorial or anything and, and, and the the arrows are pretty subtle it's not like a um, arrow it's just kind of like a little on white one triangle. of the like borders okay. of it like it has a like little like white arrow and like i was just slashing them as they came not paying attention to the direction i was supposed to <laughs> sure so like i kept hitting all of them but like a little x would show up and like it wouldn't have as satisfying as like a result on the screen but other than that like it, there wasn't a ton of communication other than like I was just dropping combos. Yeah, constantly. I was going to say that was like nice. probably the main notifiers that you weren't keeping the combo going, even though it looked like you were hitting the notes in time, you know. Right. And then Jacqueline and I, as we were just watching, John couldn't hear us because he had headphones on. But we were like, John, John, you you got to hit the directions. But <laughs> but once we realized what was going on, it was it was a pretty cool experience. I, I really enjoyed it was Beat really Saber, fun. especially like. I didn't really realize so like you're you know you you walk into the VR space and it's kind of cool it's like it very much is like Star Trek like you're in the or or you're in the danger room with the X-Men it's got that kind of like blue grid like when you're when you're nearing like the the space of the VR space and I think we were using a Vive oh, uh, an yeah. HTC Vive yeah. it was like Vive controllers it was definitely a PC setup okay um through Steam but I I'm pretty sure it was a Vive uh vr headset and everything right um yeah yeah they were definitely vive controllers um which the controllers were kind of weird they were like these huge pretty huge like like think of like twice the size of like wiimotes but with like a, a huge like gyroscope circle? yeah like, like almost like these mic u- shock mounts it kind of looked like that on top of the thing yeah at first i wasn't sure if that was built into the controller or if that was something that they added on so that they wouldn't break like a protective measure i'm pretty sure that's like the gyro stuff but I, i'm talking out of my ass i don't really know what i'm talking about but i thought the part that you know was most i don't know frustrating for me was the button that they would have on the side of the controller because there was no real easy way to access it i felt like yeah i, I can't say i, I played any 
game that needed that button. Did yeah, I, like, me either. Did you use that in Super Hot? Uh, there was a we played Pistol Whip, and I think like reloading and stuff gotcha. required that. Huh. And it wasn't something like you could just like squeeze your hand with like you kind of needed to like move a finger to press the button. Or? Yeah, it 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 wasn't the smoothest experience. It, it was an interesting controller because it, it kind of just has like a trigger. It's like it's kind of like just like the handle of a pistol, essentially a little bigger than that, but just roughly size wise. I, although I've never held a pistol in my hand, <laughs> but uh, but it's like roughly the size of what I would expect that would be like. And then it just has like a trigger and then like a pad, like a I don't know if it doubles as a trackpad, but it's just kind of like a big button. But it seems like you can also use it as like a deep. I, I, I used it to okay. scroll through the menu. OK, you could also use it for the teleporting if you didn't. Some games you wouldn't be able to like actually walk enough to get where you want to go. You had to like use that for to teleport. Yeah, I know that's for like motion sickness kind of stuff. Like so again, you're you're you kind of have to stay within this blue grid because where no matter what room you're doing this in, whether it's your house or at this VR lounge, you're you're in a you know restrained space. You can't move outside of this area. So anyways, if you get close to that, it kind of like brings up this wall that you can see okay so i need to center myself but once you're in there i mean uh i would say like beat saber i felt like okay this is a this is a cool experience it felt vr-esque or whatever but once we booted up super hot and especially even in the i don't know if dj were you you able to boot that up were you the first person who started that game because like when i super hot yeah so like when when you booted it up and you're like in the main room like that, like from going from Beat Saber and then the next time I put on the headset to going to that super hot. And this is like not even in the game. You're just kind of in a menu room and you're like, you have to just pick up these floppy disks off the table and then boot them into the into the computer so that you can start playing the game. But like that felt very real to me. Like I was once I boot, I mean, it obviously had a stylistic, you know, it wasn't like photo reel but like i felt like i was in that space where yeah, like that's with sweet. beat saber i felt like i was just kind of like this is a cool experience and i i'm really enjoying it but like super hot really took it to the next level of like i am i am here and i don't know if that's just because the game had a little bit more well i no, i don't think it is because i, I as i'm describing it i've had that feeling even before i started playing the game i was gonna say maybe because the game has more like tactile mechanics than beat saber but uh but i really I kind of got sidetracked because I what I was going to say getting into the grid, like once I started realizing that you can like with Beat Saber back to that, like you're you're slicing through the blocks, but you're also you have to like move out of the way of like these green like walls that come in. Like so you you have to act, like physically move around yeah. quite a bit. Okay. And I, I wasn't expecting that as much. I was kind of expecting just like throw on the headset and then like play a regular video game. And I know I, I knew that that's how you do it, but I, I just didn't expect it to be. So like a super hot felt very accurate to like I'm I'm backing up and doing like a matrix like lean back dodge. That's cool to to dodge these shots. And like it felt like it was tracking my movements pretty, pretty well. Yeah, that was I I had not played super hot uh, prior to in in any incarnation. Right. Yeah. And like that was a the most immersive experience I've ever had, like 
and just like the levels where like you know like if you die like you would kind of it, it was kind of like that edge of tomorrow or like that like you know you just get better and better at that one like so like i would die at one point in a level and i would start back over at like the beginning and i would know exactly what i would need to do yeah I'd, like shoot someone and i would be able to catch the gun in midair like oh just yeah. automatically because i had done it so many times before and that felt so and it felt good. extra good because like so one thing is once i got home not not immediately but later that day or the next day i, I reinstalled super hot on my switch because uh, i cleared it off there to make some some room and obviously not the vr experience so one thing that the original game does not have is like dual wielding weapons and because you have two of these controllers in your hand that just have these pretty at least for super hot the controls work great because they're your movement is just based on literally you moving and then you're just like moving your hands around in the air and like Again, just even just like punching an enemy and then like grabbing their pistol out of the air just felt so good. But especially being able to do that, like I punching with my right hand and then with my left hand, reaching out, grabbing the pistol, blasting another guy like it just (laughs) felt so sweet. And and it was really cool. Like they they changed the structure because in the in the regular, the original super hot, you're just like it plays like a regular first person shooter control wise, at least, you know, with the conceit being that time only moves ahead or moves forward when you you're moving right but this game kind of like again you're, you're kind of again you can move within your little grid that's designated within the vr space but like you're pretty stationary. you're stationary and you're kind of just like you clear out this small wave of enemies and then it's like the next challenge and each level is like maybe four five six challenges strung together and like john was saying when you die you go back to the beginning of that and then you keep perfecting your run each time just like you do in the regular game but it just feels so much more gratifying to right. do it c- kind of for real, you know? How are you it, moving it feel- forward in super hot VR? So, uh, so this is kind of, so you're not really able to, you're, you're kind of like designated in this, in this boxed in yeah. grid and, and you're, they develop the levels so that you don't really have to. Move. Okay. Yeah, so like, like everything that you chunks. use is like within arm's reach. So, like, there will be, like, either a weapon, like, at your, like, side or, like, a person will, like, be charging at you and then you can take their weapon after you kill them. So, is it on rails? Like, how how is movement happening? just you're kind of not moving you're you're kind of like it's it's almost like these little like vignettes that are popping up like it's it's essentially like an on rails shooter but with like skipping all the parts of you moving and just going to like here's the scene of like where you have so like certain areas like if they're shooting at you you can like you can move your you can move around behind like cover but but i would say like we're, we're probably operating within like a four by four foot grid a five by five foot grid like in terms of a real space mm-hmm, like yeah. so so you can move around about that much so like okay. you can you can technically like maybe move around behind a wall or you can duck like under something and and physically you know you're ducking i mean you and you, you can like, move you have like 360 degree range of movement in that space like there's i remember one level where like i was being i had no weapons but i was being surrounded by people and basically like you can just like do a 360 degree like punch like if you (laughs) duck down and i would just do that and that was basically how you would clear the level is like there you're not moving other than like just reacting to what's around you okay 
That's cool. It, it was a it was a cool experience and kind of a cool experience to see it it be just totally different than the original game, you know. Um, right. Again, I, I don't think it's like a jam packed experience, but like it, it was really cool. I, I really liked Super Hot. That was probably my personal favorite thing during the VR time yeah. that we had. But what what about you guys? Was do you guys agree? I, I think like I would probably play beat saber more regularly I, yeah and like yeah. i would like I, that has like the repetition of play but like super hot i think was my favorite experience like i that felt like nothing else that i've ever played yeah and beat nice. Saber. go ahead dj uh i mean i i think i played a couple games that you guys didn't play though like i played uh richie's plank experience mm. um i played a little bit of that but just like one mode which which mode did you play? Well, the, like jetpack mode, oh, kind I of. Love that, yeah. It was yeah. That one felt fun, but like we were at that point, we were kind of a little like running out of time, and yeah. I was like, oh, I could do this for a while, but also I don't want to be hogging this. So I it, it I definitely seemed it like some. Quick. It seemed like something that would probably be a lot more fun or worthwhile to do at home, like when you're not watching the clock and passing a headset around for like, right. we only have about 15, 20 minutes each to play. Mm-hmm. And like, I could easily do this for a, my whole hour of just like messing around in this world. But just this section of like flying through the city and like trying to go through these rings, like kind of in a race. It's just like, Oh yeah. Like anything, anything where I'm flying, just give me that. Yeah. yeah. And how, how realistic. Cause I know one of the other things we tried was the Spider-Man and yeah. again, this this was more like it wasn't a game, you know, it was just an experience like you. There was no goal or objective. It just seemed like you just web sling around the city, fun. which that seems yeah. fine. And that seems like that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> DJ, oh, yeah. once he took the reins after I did, and I think a, a couple other people, uh, Glenn and Jacqueline and tried and maybe some other folks, too. But like I was doing it like kind of two handed, like pulling myself to the wall one wall at a time and like kind of sticking to it. And it was really throwing off my sense of equilibrium or my sense of balance. Like, right. like to the point nauseous. where I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I got to stop. But like once DJ had the controls, at least I, I don't know how it felt for you, but like watching you on the TV, he was like going right hand, left hand, like oh, kind yeah. of alternating and like actually getting some sense of momentum oh, going. Yeah. It was and good. that felt like it probably felt pretty cool. It was sweet. Yeah. It's like yeah. Spider-Man too. Yeah, yeah, but like for real, right? And, and it was pretty lenient. Like you could just kind of sling your webs as far as you, almost as far as you wanted. Um, I don't know. Did you try any other? Like, what was this pistol whip game? I know that was like the, that the was woman like, who was like hosting the or kind of set us up and gave us a little quick tutorial. She was kind of mentioned that being her favorite game. Yeah, that was like an actual on rails game. So like you could you know like duck and stuff but like you your character was constantly moving forward and it's just it's kind of like you know those arcade games where it's just like people popping out you have to take them out real quick just because yeah i guess you don't have as much agency with your movement yeah um but man no it was still i it was it was super hot-esque but i still think super hot was probably my favorite of the day yeah yeah well especially because there's that feedback of like time only moving forward when you're moving like that's that's a cool mechanic in the regular video game but when you have that tied to like your your actual physical movements in in real life like it 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 was just yeah it was like 
it really felt like you were like in the matrix, like as cheesy as that sounds, but like you really felt like you were like sucked into this. Yeah. Quickly turning around and seeing a bullet come towards you and knowing that you still had like the, like you felt that rush, rush of adrenaline and then you're just like, Oh, but I can still dodge it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or even like you turn and like, there's already a bullet whizzing past you and you're just like, Oh shit. (laughs) It's it. It was a really cool experience. I And the variety, you can like approach all the levels. Like you've got these weapons at your disposal or like even, you know, we, we got to watch our friend Jack. I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> there's like the, some throwing stars on some of the levels. And like, I think we at the time, like she was one of the first ones to try it. And we couldn't figure out how to how like throw. throw things. Because one of the things you can do in super hot is like throw your gun if you're out of ammo and right. like hit an enemy and then grab their gun or something to to, it doesn't always kill the enemy, but it could just kind of knock them out. But we couldn't figure out the throwing stars would kill the enemies, I believe. Oh, yeah. Couldn't figure out how to throw it. So Jacqueline was just like ducking down and like as low as she could and just like, sure. yeah, just hacking at their shins <laughs> with these. But like, and again, just watching it on the TV and then also watching Jacqueline wearing a headset, totally unaware of like, like what she looks ground, like. Like just yelling. Yeah. Just going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And hacking away at, at some some red I don't know, cyber humans. That's great. It was pretty, pretty entertaining. That's great. Pretty entertaining stuff. So I I know the whole time, like, while we were there, I was definitely like looking up on my phone. How much is a PlayStation VR again? Like, how much does this cost? Because like even even just Beat Saber again. And and for what it's worth, like. uh, Super hot being like a more of a more of an engrossing experience, but I feel like Beat Saber is like maybe more of an engrossing experience for your body. Like it, it it could be like, if you start playing in the harder modes, like once, once we bumped it up to hard, it it was getting a little bit of a workout. And then there were some modes that you could do like 90 degrees or 360 degrees. So we're going like Pokemon puzzle league style, 360 degree rotation. We, I don't think any of us tried that actually, but you know, so like, again, that sense of space, like even once you once I realized like, oh, you got to kind of sidestep these walls, but now you got to like fully spin around. And, you know, I, I know VR is not something that everyone has the space for in their in their home or even has the ability to afford, whether it's, you know, on a computer, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But oh, yeah, even even for someone like me who has I do have a PlayStation 4, but I it's not a pro so I'm kind of like told that that that's the better yeah. way yeah. to do VR. And, you know, the PS fives, the next generation of consoles are right around the corner. I'm just waiting for that. It's kind of like maybe yeah. we should wait. Maybe maybe that next generation is going to be where VR fully takes a grasp on the market a little bit and has some. I, I know there's been some bunch of great games, but I mean, if the PS five can do what the, the Vive was doing when we went there, like I, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, and even if honest. it's a little less than that, I mean, it was. The, the, I think that the Vive, from what I understand, is one of the better VR units. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, or one of the more powerful, at least. I guess yep. better is kind of subjective. But I, I I definitely am very intrigued as as I, I was intrigued before, and now I'm even more compelled after having tried it. It's something I definitely want to own at some point. Yeah, the, uh, the physical activity is really appealing to me. I mean, I've been curious about games like Ring Fit, but... I also don't like Just the idea of like I have this ring thing that I'm only using for this game. Like, it, have uh, you ever had a gym membership? <laughs> yes, and I got rid of them all. Yeah, but then you get to keep the ring. Uh, I'm too much of a purger for for that to be something I'd actually hang on to. Um, but yeah, I I do I do want to 
take advantage of the physical activity that a VR uh, provides, which I wasn't anticipating. Going yeah, I wasn't it. expecting like e- even super hot, which can pl- you can kind of play at a pretty slow pace or methodical pace. You're still like you're you're contorting your body around quite a bit. Like it, it it's it's pretty cool. It was more engaging physically than I expected yeah. it to be. I feel like there's a lot of possibilities still there in the game industry to do more physical things. I mean, Microsoft certainly took their shot at that with Kinect, you know, back on 360 and the start of Xbox One, too. But I think something like that, and obviously the Wii, that was its whole thing for a while, too. But something yeah. like that, I think, could really take off again. And, and maybe VR is is the method for that. I mean, that any anything where you're getting people involved physically in the game seems to be what brings people that aren't in the games totally. in the games, you know, yes. mm-hmm. and, and I know that VR, obviously, like we mentioned, the cost of it, but also just like the fact of like strapping in. There's there's a lot more to it than just oh, like yeah. hold this Wii remote and just pretend like you're bowling and it'll right. work, you know, but but I yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what the future holds for VR and want to get a setup more and now that we're just i just wanted again now that we're just having this conversation i'm back to like maybe i do just maybe i'll just get one now do it i'm not going to though i'm not i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna tease any podcast listeners it won't happen anytime at least soon but i i do want to get one and i and i will purchase one eventually would you guys go back to that lounge with me yeah yeah especially with a slightly smaller group like with three or four of us like to get a little more time in yeah like even if it cost us a little more each, because I'm sure that was like a per room price, you know, it was, but I would happily pay a little bit more to have like a little bit more of a full fledged experience. So heck yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So we'll, we'll follow up on that. If we uh, make it, what was the name of that place? The Krypton Krypton lounge, VR lounge, Krypton VR lounge. (laughs) I think they have a couple locations in Chicago. I don't know if they're a chain of any kind beyond that, but I think they've just got the two locations, one in Lakeview, one in Lincoln park. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, since we've been kind of kind of leaving Randall out of that conversation, I think we can uh, leave DJ out of this one. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Randall, John and I have all been playing some War Groove. Yes, sir. Um, kind of sparked by I know I don't know if it's out just yet, but come I think it might come out tomorrow, actually, oh, wow. when, as of when we're recording this podcast. But very soon, sometime in February. Yeah. Uh, this new War Groove DLC comes out, which I think adds like a new faction and a couple new types of like terrain or something like that or biomes uh but this is like a a very heavily inspired by advanced wars back on the uh like game boy advance and uh ds days from intelligent systems and and, uh, nintendo and this is just like a turn-based uh tactical strategy game i guess Uh, an army based strategy game with with a little bit more i I guess i i've actually never played any of the advanced wars games but i got obviously they're pretty cartoony but like these seem like there's a little bit more of like fantasy involved like a little bit more like very very colorful cartoony but it seems like there's a little more like game of thrones vibes going on where there's like plant monsters and there's you know there's just all there's like magic and there's there's some elements of that, which is kind of what caught my eye and, and not, I guess I shouldn't say that because what caught my eye is certainly the pixel art in this yeah, game. Oh, I mean, it, it is just a beautiful, yeah. from the tactical maps to the animations of the battle sequences. I mean, this game top to bottom just looks gorgeous. It does. Um, and that was certainly what caught my eye to begin with. And again, having been someone who's never played the advanced wars games and having heard so many good things about them, um, I figured this was the the place to jump in and, 
once I saw there was like cross-platform play and online play and asynchronous multiplayer right. and just a bunch that it was just seemed so loaded with features that for 20 bucks I was like I'm uh, I'm gonna pick this up and I never got around to playing it until recently I've, I've been having a great time so far but uh what what uh what are both of your experiences with uh advanced wars why don't you start start us off john or randall since you're leaning in i'm always <laughs> leaning in that's my bad posture so <laughs> no uh yeah I, I bought the uh advanced wars games especially the gba ones when they came out i think i got the first ds one when it came out too and then I uh, grabbed that second DS one later, uh, cheaply on Amazon. So glad to own all of those because then Nintendo decided that Fire Emblem is all the yeah. strategy we ever needed and decided that Advance Wars wasn't worth making anymore, which is unfortunate. And I yeah, love Fire Emblem, it's, but it's funny you say that because this, this does kind of seem a little bit like Fire Emblem meets Advance uh, Wars, at least with like the fantasy theming. themes yeah. wise. Yeah, the themes. Yeah, but not the, so much the, gameplay. Wise. The gameplay is like whole cloth Advance Wars. Yes. Yeah. It is Advance Wars plus the ability of having like a uh, like a chief unit, like a more powerful unit available. Where at least in the first Advance Wars games, like that unit didn't really exist on the battlefield. You just like had an army that was themed around a certain like uh, character, and they had a power they could use after so many turns or whatever. If I'm remembering that correctly, yeah, they would be the the commanding officers. So you right. would have like COs that you would have like abilities that uh as you like you know took down enemy units or like just built like things over time you had a power up that would uh charge up and then you could use them based on like one of them would heal your units right. another one would like increase the range of all your ranged or indirect units but right. like this one does like instead of that being your like your player character that you technically are like it's more of like oh that is just another unit on, on the, the field. battlefield yeah which i kind of so prefer it, the war groove approach to be honest i kind of like having that unit on the battlefield that's a little stronger I, I still kind of like the CO uh, way, the abstraction a little bit better, but like I do like that it offers a... So the ways that you could win most of the time in Advance Wars is you could either capture the enemy's HQ right. or you could route the enemy by clearing the map of every single unit. Right. In okay. this one, it also offers the ability that once you take down the like the commander the commanding unit, like that will end the battle. Right. And sometimes like they're they're really strong. They're like significant they have much higher they're defense. They're by far than your any most other. powerful unit yeah. offensively and defensively. Yes. So sometimes like that is like, you know, a difficult thing to do, but sometimes it's just easier to focus all of your like firepower on that one unit and end the battle. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There there there's definitely yeah, there's definitely a sense of like I got to keep like I want to get my commander into the mix cuz I want to do some damage, but I also can't get them too much into the mix until right. maybe later in the battle, um which some of these battles are are pretty drawn out, you know. I'm I'm just getting I'm I'm I think I've gotten to chapter 4 in like the main campaign, which they're pretty short chapters in the sense that there's usually just like a mission or two and then like a couple side missions that right. are optional um and that's pretty much it maybe three missions at the most but uh but those missions can play out you know anywhere from a half an hour to an hour oh yeah um depending on how quickly you play you know thankfully there's all kinds of settings for like 
turn off all the animations or turn on fast play, which once I got the hang of it, like as much as I love all the animations, it's like I have everything turned off to like commanders only animations and like always fast movement speed. Yeah. And like you can hold down B at any time to skip any of the animations. You can hold down B to speed through any movement speed when another player is taking their turn. Love that. Uh, So so that stuff's really nice. It it streamlines streamlines the experience. Um, I don't know if this game it is available on PC, right? Because I do think that that's some I'm pretty sure it is. uh, But if if not, it's something that would definitely be nice to have like a cursor, because like one of the things like you're just moving around your cursor with the joystick or or with the D pad and it's a grid based game. So it's not too you know, it's not too precise or anything, but like you're able to like click on an enemy unit and see what their movement range is and where their attack range would be so you're kind of able to do that and see like okay where do i want to position my units so like on a computer i can just imagine that would just be so much quicker like if that's something that you can just hover over the character see their movement rate you don't have to keep like let me highlight the tile let me select them like and and there's definitely and i guess this could probably happen on pc as well but i definitely have done a couple things where like i made a move but like i wish there was some kind of rewind feature to like, yeah. oh, I hit that yeah. move by mistake. They do offer like you can save scum in this game if you would like. Like you can save where it's at, make a bunch of turns, and then okay, no, I want to reload to where it was at before I made that mistake. But you have to consciously decide right to say you can't go. Oh, let me start at the last turn. Which there, there's just been a, a handful of times where I've just made like a boneheaded move, like not even intentionally. You know, just hit a twice too quickly, or like didn't realize I had another character left that had moves available right. or yeah some of the maps moved. are pretty big like you can lose track of some of your units pretty easily yeah and, oh, and yeah. some of your units like one one thing that i wish they would let you do is like position like in uh in into the breach for example i think they kind of let you um you could move a unit and then if it's like attack or healing ability whatever ability you wanted to use you didn't have to necessarily like move and then also do that attack you could move and position all your units independently like each phase was kind of separate almost or Mm -hmm. or they were all kind of simultaneous but you could do them in any order where this is like for example like one of your your characters you get at one point will like get like a healing ability what, what one of your commanders so once you move you can like move to a spot and then heal like a small radius around you but like if you move and just click like that you want to just move there if you don't click heal you won't be able to like move there and then select heal like you have to click the tile you want to move to and then instead of clicking move you have to select heal right and then your character will move to that tile and then and then execute the heal uh command but there i just wish it would allow you to like position your characters and then still do an attack or do do something after you kind of have to do that character's full movement in one fell swoop right uh which is just like again it it just led to me a few times making some dumb mistakes or or just missing something but but a small gripe because i I am definitely kind of sucked into this game and i'm definitely curious to i've only really been playing the uh, we've we've played a little bit randall john and i of an online match that we've maybe gotten a, li- a little bit into combat of <laughs> yeah, like, like like just kind of yeah. asynchronous like again randall's been been studying for some tests and whatnot lately and, and we've forgotten yeah <laughs> we're it, don't put this on me, kevin we were waiting on you man 
Hey, me? On yeah. me? Come I, on. I've I think been making the most moves. waiting on Randall. <laughs> I think we're waiting on Randall currently. Now, I would say I'm... But, yeah, no, it, I, I think I had also been waiting don't put on, the me blame on me for several days <laughs> because I literally forgot that we were doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, no worries. But one one thing that's nice is I will say, you know, what for, you know, we're playing... that We have been playing this even though we haven't gotten that far into the game. We're playing asynchronously and just kind of taking our turns separately and for, you know, some of these games on the Switch can take quite a while to yeah. load into. I mean, I can load into Wargroove and get into our online game within under a minute for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. under 30 seconds. I mean, by the time I click the game and boot it up and get into online and sync up and load our game and make my move, like, within a minute, it, it is crazy fast. Like, if it wasn't that fast, that that asynchronous would almost be useless to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It, it's, and it's pretty sweet impressive that you can have like your multiplayer save. You can have your single player save. And I, it looks like you could even have, cause I downloaded a few of the other campaigns that were just available from other people, which is another awesome thing. Yeah. It has yeah, its just like own created. editor. Like yeah. I downloaded some of those and I think I could just start those as well. And it would just keep all these separate saves going on the game. And like, that's so cool. I yeah. It looks like there's a bunch and you can keep multiple online games going yeah. at a time. So that asynchronous play really comes into play. You can just kind of bounce around. It's really cool. Yeah. Super cool. And like the, the custom creator is also really robust. Like it's, yeah, you've made a few maps, I've right? I made a few, uh, like I'm still like the problem with making any sizable or like complicated enough map is that you need to play test it. And once you start play testing, like a map of that size, like it takes these that that's actually kind of my main complaint with the game is that like on on the like default difficulty level every level takes so long yeah like and and it's not that it's not enjoyable it's like but you kind of get to a point where it's either like okay i am on i have enough momentum that i am going to win this like map in 10 turns right or like i know that i am I will lose this map, but it is going to take that same amount of time. Yep. And like, it's just the feeling of like, I wish that this just happened a little bit quicker, but like, it does have kind of built into it. The fact that like, there are like really customizable difficulty sliders. Yep. So like, what thing that I was able to do was like, like you, they have preset difficulty levels, which but, it defaults to, I think, hard. Like that, that it oh. defaults to hard mode. Okay, so right. it's definitely meant to be a game that that's giving you, give handing it to you a little bit. You know, they're maybe not going for the full blown XCOM experience, but but yeah. they're going for a tough game. And I played a few of like the I like maybe like the first chapter on like whatever the default difficulty was. But then I was like, when I when you guys started playing it, and I wanted to go a little bit further in, and like you know actually start enjoying the game, I was like, yeah. you know what, I don't need to get a like perfect ranking on every level i don't need to get maximum number of stars and i was like you could set it to easy and it would be like oh you can only earn this many stars on a map and i'm like that's fine big one yeah as long as like the battles like don't take as long and like i'm still getting you know that challenge enough of like you know i i can't just breeze through these levels there's still some strategy involved but uh, I, th- I think that like once you figure out, you know, exactly what you want from a game like this one, like 
the like you can change how many how much gold you get per turn you can yeah. change how much damage you're doing like from like a hundred percent like to maybe like if you want a little bit more difficulty maybe your units only do 90 percent damage and like they're really granular like difficulty sliders that are on a bunch of different things yeah. so i i liked that and i thought that that was a really cool touch that definitely increased my enjoyment of the game totally yeah yeah, they could have been hardcore and just said, nope, this is the experience and you get what you get. Like, but mm-hmm. they didn't, thankfully. They had those options. And I also bumped mine down because I think around like act three or whatever they, they call those, um, it's like a That's difficulty about buzz right. saw. Like, oh my God, like this is <laughs> too much. And yeah, like, like John was saying, it's just like, okay, I'm grinding it out and I'm not doing well now. And this is like becoming less fun. And the whole thing doesn't have to be fun. It can just be the challenge of it, which I did enjoy, but I'm like, no, let me just take this down one difficulty setting where I take 20% less damage and, you know, my, uh, like arts recharge or whatever it is for your commander, like happens mm-hmm. 20% faster. And that was enough to be like, oh, okay, there it is. There's like my happy spot again, at least for now until I get the next difficulty spike. Yeah. And one thing I really like, and I, I guess I can't speak for this new faction that's about to come out, but like as I've progressed through the game, you unlock like a couple new factions. But I really like that for the most part, it seems like, you know, there's slightly different abilities again with your commanders and stuff. But yeah. for the most part, the the enemy units are like other than like pixel art wise, like they they look cool and have their own styles, but it's like every like unit has the same or every like team or whatever has the same type of units like you'll have a base soldier you'll have a pikeman or a dog type character and like a a ranged unit two different types that one that's anti-air one that's just ground yeah Yeah. and like an archer and like it's just like catapult yeah yeah once you're used to one faction you kind of like unlike into the breach which i was comparing this to earlier where there's like every uh, maybe a little bit too much to say like every unit is like a new game but i mean it's like you're learning new mechanics where this is like you're you're not really they're all yeah. va- basically the same the costs for each unit are the same like it's it's pretty much down the line it's, the same it's a little bit more it's pretty much the same as in advance wars where it's like you know you get a different palette swap based on like yeah. what country you're doing but at least this one like they have a little bit more diversity in the design so like they'll actually have like different names but the functions will be exactly Correct. the same right yeah and, so and instead of like one army having like in advance wars like oh they're just wearing different outfits or like the like actual units look different like this one they'll have different names and different like descriptions but they will be pretty much exactly virtually the same. like same movement range same right. attack roughly you know same weaknesses same whatever so that i really like that about it where it's like i at first i was like this is going to be a little overwhelming but uh and one thing that uh speaking to the overwhelming aspect i know you just start dipping into the arcade mode john which mm-hmm. is kind of separate from this game is just packed with modes but yeah. but the arcade mode you were saying you were maybe a little more into like a little more bite size yeah or it's it's not so much bite size it's just like streamlined like it's it's just map after map after map so you're not like there's not as much uh, like story, uh, like, but everything's unlocked. The from slow the start. build and yeah, because yeah. yeah. like the the campaign mode is definitely you know built around the idea of like oh here are like here's the next batch of units that you're going to get introduced to. Right. Here's like a fog of war mechanic. Yeah, and the arcade mode is just like hey you have everything like just play some maps. 
And that sounds okay. really like, appealing too. Yeah. Wow. If, uh, Almost more appealing. Yeah. Who's played like, you know, a ton of advanced wars games. Like that was kind of what I, I actually, I, I think I started playing it as soon as I did. It was like, because I was, you know, had the hubris of like, I've played this game before I can do this. And then like, I got like some uh, like amphibious enemy or like, units i was like uh, i actually have no idea how this works <laughs> so i went back and played a little bit more of the campaign so that i could at least get introduced to a couple more units before just doing some trial and error yeah. but yeah I, I i really like the arcade mode i think it's a fun mode man yeah and i i really find the tactics to be pretty engaging um i do i do think some of like the interface stuff could be you know how it shows like It'll just show like a number from one to ten or zero to ten, I guess, that will or zero to nine that shows like your enemy's health. And that's just like if it's a nine, you're like roughly at 90 percent health, like just some it, the, the battlefield when there's a bunch of enemies on it or a bunch of bunch of players on each side. But like it, it can start to look a little cluttered, or a little difficult to read at times, just a tiny bit. But sure. But still, like, small gripes. It has, again, even options to change those. Like, they're like little badges, almost like an iPhone app, like, where it'll show, like, the health, you know. But you can actually change that to health bars if you want. But that, to me, yeah. I changed it and it cluttered up the the uh, the board or the screen a little bit more, yeah, unfortunately. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I kind of like how, you know, it always shows, like, how much your damage you're going to do and how much damage they're going to do back to you when you attack. And yep. I, I don't know. It's, it really feels like a, a very convoluted game of chess. And I like that. Yep. A little extra layer of uh, complexity and video gaminess on top of yeah. chess is uh, a sweet spot too. Yeah. I'm going to have to check out that arcade mode. That kind of reminds me, me of, uh, I played a lot of the shining force game, shining force CD which is actually like two of the Game Gear games mashed together. And it was Ooh. just that. It was just like, here's battle after battle after battle. There's no story. It's just battle. All right, all your teams healed up. Maybe you can upgrade your weapons. Go out again. Next level, next level, next level. So I'm definitely going to check out that arcade mode. And Kevin, to your point too, there is a PC version uh, as well. Of okay. Just to yeah, I think this is that. out on virtually everything. Yes, yeah. it is. So, so definitely worth checking out and definitely something I'm going to continue to play. I'm, I'm happy I picked this up on my switch because it's something I can very, very easily see myself like, oh, I'm curling up before bed and I'm just going to play half of a battle or maybe this arcade mode, a full battle if (laughs) if they're a little more, if they're a little shorter, you know, or a little more streamlined. So do you remember how much you picked it up for? It's, I know normal, I think I bought it right around the time it came out. I think it was just 20 bucks. I think I, I paid full price. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I am intrigued by, it seems like a game you you would like. No, I played none. So yeah, like I will say like, I, I love the Advance Wars series. It's one of my favorite series, uh, like especially in the tactics genre. But uh, I will say like this game, I like it and I really like, you know, all the customization stuff that you can do. And I like, you know, this asynchronous multiplayer that why like, you could never do in that. But right. more often than not, I don't find that it's scratching an itch for me. Ooh. It's more making me like as we've just been talking about this all i've been thinking about is <laughs> where did i put my copy of advance wars dual strike and nice. how am i going to find it and play that tonight nice because i real like i i love the takes that wargroove does on like how you capture like cities and i think that it does a lot of really interesting like 
you know, reinventions of it. It's not a straight copy. Like it does a lot of things different, but a lot of the stuff that I loved from Advance Wars are just not in this game. And I'm like, ah, I really just want to have like my whole army of indirect like units that <laughs> can just build an entire thing on artilleries yeah yeah grit as my co nice what you're saying is if i pick up this game you'll be too busy playing advanced wars <laughs> no, taking the oh, asynchronous no. well i will I'll still i will this. play with you for sure because i i'm still yeah I'm, I'm planning on this being kind of like a switch staple for me oh yeah and just yeah. picking it up and playing I'm, it from I'm definitely time to time be, like logging back in and like checking we can start as many multiplayer stuff as we want and it does have cross-platform play so you don't have to get it on the switch that's DJ. really cool you can even get it on the pc and uh Play it right alongside oh, what uh what, what you've been playing lately. <laughs> <laughs> DJ uh probably playing the only new game out of any of us. Uh, he's playing some quote, Warcraft quote, three. Unquote, yeah, new. quote new. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you've been playing some Warcraft three oh, reforged. Yeah. So I know only dipping in, you know, it just came out recently. So yeah, and it doesn't have great reviews. Uh, no, I, yeah, I guess that. People yeah, I guess on it. I user I, reviews or actual both. reviews because i kind of want to because sometimes there's like those spam user reviews that people are just like it, it got delayed and you know what i mean like yeah so i mean a lot of this i heard secondhand because like i i kind of keep myself in the dark a lot like i when i first found out that this was going to be a thing was like a year ago and i was just like okay cool i'm buying this and i kind of paid attention to nothing else about it because it's just like ordered it like right then yeah right? yeah um because like warcraft 3 is like one of my favorite if not my favorite video game i've yeah. put like countless hours into it like i've played the campaigns like four or five times probably i play like every year there's always like a month or two where i'm just like okay i'm, I'm playing warcraft sucks 3. you back in yeah, yeah. yeah. um so like it's just like what do i need to you know pay attention to what's going on with that like i i know i want this but i i from what i've heard again i heard this secondhand but like there were you know changes that were maybe promised in terms of like updates to the lore um that more coincide with things that have gone on in world of warcraft and i guess maybe they didn't deliver on some of those expectations they set so people are upset about that it's it's more or less just like a a, a graphical update to okay. the game right um which to me is like that, that that's all i needed like i'm not a world of warcraft person so like whatever changes were promised like if they were inspired by that like that doesn't affect me doesn't make a difference to your yeah. enjoyment of the game yeah yeah, yeah um had you ever played world of warcraft i've I've done a, a few free trials <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i i've i'm into the lore of that universe i find that when i play world of warcraft i'm just i'm addicted but i'm not actually getting anything out of the gameplay like I just feel. checking off boxes yes. kind of yeah. yes that's the impression i get uh, and then i know that that's the type of person i am anyways right. and then if i add the fact that i'm paying I, I don't know how much the subscription is for world of warcraft like but 15 a month i know if i'm paying any kind of monthly fee to be using something then i'm gonna be thinking if i'm sitting around playing 
super hot or I'm playing Wargroove, I'm going to be thinking, but I really should be playing World right. of Warcraft because sure. I'm paying 15 bucks a month. Exactly. So I, I've just yeah. never even considered yeah. trying it for that reason. Yeah. It's, it's just not gameplay that I find rewarding, but I... I I guess like, you know, people have said, you know, it's, you know, you're supposed to be in like all these like clans and stuff and like doing these massive raids and like that was, you know, only doing the free trial. You don't really partake in that stuff. Yeah. So I, I guess I didn't get the full experience, obviously, but, you know, the, the experience I got wasn't one that I found to be terribly satisfying. Um but Warcraft three. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, I know they, I know they updated uh blizzard updated Starcraft recently. Starcraft two, was it? And they kind of did no, the same Star- thing Starcraft or one. the original, but it kind of yeah. the same thing, right? It was like an HD, mostly, mostly visual overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. And you can toggle between like the different modes, which you can do with this. You can go back to the, the original, original. Star, which, I, I it's can't not a bad the original is not a bad looking game. No, it's dated, I, no. but it's not bad. I, I like the cartooniness of it. Oh, yeah. And like the yeah. you know, the reforge kind of removes that. It's like you, things look more detailed, but like uh, So it's a different re- it's a different aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Also, did they redo the cinematics? Uh I saw the opening cinematic and it looked the same. Because Honestly, those cinematics are good. Look great. They age well. Yeah. I like think. I think they have like uh, they're not like trying to be like photorealistic. No. Like they have a very distinct style and I think that that has like that really That goes a long way. Up. I mean, like I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but even just going back to like this is maybe too much of a blanket statement, but like going back to like the N64 and PlayStation 1 era, it's like by by no means does Mario 64 still look amazing or anything, but like the, the more cartoony stylized look holds up so much better oh, yeah. than like going and trying to play like Metal Gear Solid and like everybody is just an octagon. I, I would say a better <laughs> comparison, honestly, well, at least the one that I have made is like comparing like GameCube to like PlayStation 2, where like a lot of PlayStation 2 was kind of going for realism at the time. Right. And like GameCube just couldn't do that. So you got games like Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, which was just like beautiful oh and my still god looks incredible. or like wind waker yeah, yeah but that, yeah like, you have wind like waker specific styles that yeah. like don't really look like anything other than exactly what they're trying to do but even like even something like super mario sunshine like that that kind of looks like just a regular 3d platformer but it, it just looks so much it's so much more bright and color like they just right. nintendo has always had a knack at least for me mm-hmm. for like getting the most out of their hardware and like you're even playing you know i've xenoblade chronicles 2 just dipping into that recently it's like man this game looks like i mean it's obviously doesn't look like a ps4 game but i'm sitting there going like i can't really tell the difference this game looks beautiful looks good enough yeah 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 so anyway that was i don't even yeah i don't even know how we got there (laughs) we're just talking about the cinematics from like blizzard from a game that came out in 2003 (laughs) was it really 2003 2003 baby so when did StarCraft come out? When did Toy Story come out? <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost the first animated film. Yeah, 95 like for Toy Story. Yeah. I feel like StarCraft was like 2000. 
Because, like, so the relationship that... Like, late 90s. I remember we've talked about this before, but, like, the relationship that, like, you have, like, with Warcraft is... Like, I don't have, like, the, like, devotion, but I loved the original Starcraft. And and Brood War. And that was super... You didn't get Starcraft, too. I didn't, because I also (laughs) haven't had, like a computer that's been able to play them since I originally played Starcraft. (laughs) Like I played Starcraft and like Warcraft three, and then I never had a computer that could play them ever again. So I just have this nostalgia that I've never been able to relive. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I also, you know, had Starcraft, I guess I'm, I tend to lean more towards fantasy than sci-fi, so that's yeah. It's probably why we veered in different directions, but uh, and I loved the Zerg so much, but then they just split it up between the Brood and or the uh, what was it, the Undead and the what else had? I mean, kind of- you could you could say there are elements of the Zerg in both the Orcs and uh, yeah, the Undead because you had the Blight and then the Creep yeah. was the yeah mechanics yeah. Now I need to play these again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone God, give me a so computer. <laughs> well, I know, DJ, you said you've played the campaigns a bunch of times in yeah. Warcraft 3, but are, are you playing online at all with people? Oh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. I, so I mean, you've, you've already dipped into the online in this remastered version? Yeah, and like that's Reforged. honestly like the the most appealing thing. Like they didn't need to change anything for me. It was just the fact that the fact that this is being released again means that people are going to be playing online again right because like yeah. it got to a point where like you know you would log on and it would say like there may be like a few thousand people like online and yeah. it would take like sometimes it would take like minutes to find matches when i remember back in the day it was like less than 30 seconds right and yeah. now it's back to like that less Everybody's than 30 seconds yeah i'm just I am so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Are people doing that pre-Dota mode thing again, like they did back in the day? Pre-Dota you know what I'm talking mode? about? What do you mean? So like Dota before you know what Dota, Dota is? Yes, yes. So you know, you like custom Warcraft Three multiplayer, like there's a whole like spin-off mode that basically spawned what Dota is from Warcraft Three. Right, right. The uh, the the custom games. Yes, uh, like the with the level editor. I actually don't know if. I I think that's still a thing. I, I think they're still they level editor. Dota three. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Put it back into Warcraft three. Dota three reforged. <laughs> I I I haven't looked into any of the custom games. I just played like the regular sure. ladder games. Yeah, um, probably a lot more people playing that mode anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there were uh, there were so many great games back in the day. I mean, there was Dota, Uther Party. Kodo tag. Oh my god! I've never even heard of any Uther party. Uther party was like there's this character, uh, Uther the Lightbringer, and so they made like a like a Mario Party spinoff. Why isn't it? it, Just real quick, why isn't it Luther the Lightbringer? It's his name. Uther. Get get out of here. Give me that alliteration. Come on. Anyways, um, yeah, just just so many like I. I, I do need to look into the custom games because I, I that was a big piece of, you know, big my, piece, my my hours that I put into that game. Um, yeah, I, I I assume they still have the level editor, but maybe I'm wrong. I didn't look into it. 
I have to do my research. Yeah, we'll I didn't do my up, research I, yeah, before I mean, this recording. Well, no, I mean, you've only... Modes you like. I just played what I wanted to play. I was <laughs> playing stuff before I came over here. Well, were you able... Did you feel like you were able to, in the sense of, like, having played it before, were you able to just boot it up and, like, I get it? Like, were you able to just skip through all the tutorial stuff, or did oh, you yeah. have to play through that stuff? Yeah, I, I guess, like, getting used to how certain units look now is really the only part i need to get used to like, like aesthetically I, yeah because you know there there there's some significant updates to how certain units look um so okay. i think like just being able to instinctually be like i don't know like i so like i have the original aesthetic and game just so ingrained in my mind yeah that i need to like adapt it to this new version but like that shouldn't be that big of a yeah a that'll uh, you'll get over that hurdle quickly i yeah. would imagine yeah yeah also is frozen throne included yes <laughs> oh that's cool <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to do that <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean they also i mean they included brood war when they did the oh nice the starcraft remaster so. okay because I, I wasn't sure yeah like because i know they had the heroes like units in the, oh. uh, like do those have like huge differences between like the original and the reforged or is it mostly like the like individual units that you normally have i mean all like all units look completely different not completely different but like i mean it's redone it's not just like upscaled or something it's like fully redone yeah and i think the most significant updates i'm seeing is how certain um hero abilities look i think that has appeared to me to be the most striking okay. difference but again like i've got those hotkeys memorized so it's <laughs> yeah. to rely on that nice um good old hotkeys uh, i real uh, i was very close to you know when I, when i threw it back to you and had kevin play titanfall 2 which you, you still need to do still more need of. to play more yeah, <laughs> I, I still I, need to play more i was so close to making you get warcraft 3 reforged <laughs> mr you new computer. computer yeah you've got one. <laughs> oh man yeah well i'm curious to definitely hear some more and happy to hear that even though despite some middling or even negative reviews that you're that you're happy with it and I'm enjoying pumped. the you know rekindling the flames of the old experience so and if you want that old experience, I still have my discs. They're useless <laughs> nice. to me now. I mean, you as long as you have the battle.net keys. I do. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I think we can pretty much uh, leave it off there this week. Um, we'll be back next week, as always, with some more video game talk or maybe some board game, card games, VR games. Who knows what we'll be playing? But Heck yeah. we'll definitely be playing some games. And uh, in the meantime, you can find us at PursuingPixels.com. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at PursuingPixels. And otherwise, yeah, you can email us at PursuingPixels at gmail.com. Talk to us. And I think that pretty much covers the gamut. Uh, but yeah, until next week, we'll uh, catch you all then on Monday. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, really, I only really see John for what that's worth. Yeah. You get a little, like... normally obscured with a microphone. Right, yeah. Time, so it's <laughs> mostly just my body language. <laughs> it's, we just basically put the, uh, the video up so Randall knows we're alive. He yes. sees some movement. He's like, okay. Yeah, all right. I think those guys are still, about this. still yeah. kicking over there. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's definitely for our benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, it almost feels like you're just sitting in the room with us. To yeah. be, like how huge you are on the screen. Right. Like yeah. your, your face is might even be larger than DJ's head. Yeah. In, com, in relative, you know. I, I know, do have a large head. a big fucking head. As well. So that kind of helps fill yeah. the screen appropriately. Yeah. I have a large noggin as well, which came into play while during the VR session. 